Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to do a little bit of a, a deeper dive into an interesting topic, one that uh, affects us all. It's Creator Explores the Purpose and Challenges of Free Will. Uh, we've, if you've listened to this program before, you know that evil is humanity's number one problem. It's, it's really Creator's number one problem, too, by the way, to solve uh, in partnership with us. And we're going to kind of get into, we're looking into, you know, how evil comes about and also ultimately how it can resolve. And so we're kind of looking at the origin of it in this particular endeavor, Carl. Well, and it's worth examining a little bit of the history and the details underlying our dilemma. That is, as anyone will tell you who's versed in science, a path to solving problems. If you don't understand your problem, you'll have a hard time finding a solution that fits. Yes. You might not even realize the full dimensions of the problem unless you study it a little more closely than just a surface uh, look-see and a quick kind of patchwork to try and fend it off or get it out of mind, out of sight, dim it a little bit so you can kind of limp along. And we really need to do more than that. And we owe it to ourselves to understand the divine plan and what went wrong and why. Because that's the key to our future, right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with so much, so many people not believing in God today, uh, one of my thoughts is that it would maybe help to get people thinking about it if there was an understanding about why things are the way they are. See, I, we, we've learned that Creator doesn't do anything without a purpose, you know, and that everything that's happened to us has a reason for happening to us. And so if people could just understand that, that actually there's a logical progression, there's explanations for everything, it might be easier for them to cross that divide and begin thinking about what creator is and, and how they can uh, interact with them. You know, so we're always looking for new and better angles to try to get past the, uh, the complacency, Carl. Well, complacency is perhaps the number one problem, and lurking right behind that is doomsday. So yeah, <laughs> this is no small thing. No small and things. It starts so with attention. little things and creeps in little by little, and then all of a sudden you've got a huge problem. Yes. Yep, absolutely. We're going to get right into it. U.S. Creator, Creator has shared with us that the Milky Way galaxy is the only location in the current universe where there is unconditional free will. It is, easier to understand, it is easier to understand the word free than it is to understand the word will. If we consider that every person is unique, the principal quality of their uniqueness is their will. No two people even want precisely the same things at the same time, in the same amounts, with the same intensity, etc. So people will strive to express or attempt to express their uniqueness in a way that optimizes their satisfaction. To have free will appears to mean that there is no traffic cop acting as a break-on behavior chosen by one's will. Yet we inevitably compete with and are restrained by one another and ultimately by laws that limit choices. So free will is the freedom to express one's uniqueness 
but not freedom from the consequences. The phrase, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, comes to mind. (laughs) But you can't play stupid games if you don't have the freedom to play stupid games. What is creator's perspective? All right, and this is the answer that I channeled from creator of all that is. These are creator's words. Your question is wrestling with the issue of uniqueness, that no two individual souls are alike, and therefore no two individual souls are happy with the same set of conditions and will react differently to things that are happening, including what might be done to them by others. The idea of freedom always carries with it an obligation. This is because holding power comes with responsibility. Wielding that power is all well and good if it is within one's personal playground and you are in control and only you are affected personally by whatever might happen. But as soon as you venture forth among others and are interacting with them and in a sense sharing a space, you are mutually interdependent to the extent at least you will be affected to some degree by the actions of others around you. This begins to create obligations and a responsibility to be a good citizen, a good neighbor, and when engaged actively in a cooperative venture of some kind, to keep your end of things in order, to keep up, to do your part, add your fair share of the workload, and so on. The fact you may have great freedom in the near term to launch all kinds of activities does not mean there will not be consequences, as you have noted. Taking something for yourself that might eventually be needed by others will sooner or later get you into trouble, or at least you will be seen as greedy and selfish and inconsiderate in not anticipating the need to share the resource. So the system you are describing is the dilemma of existence in deciding how to make it practical and workable so there can be variety and even excitement and daring to create new possibilities without things descending into chaos through competition and possibly acts of selfishness that could escalate. In the human plane, that is all too common with the creation of grudge matches between individuals and so-called vendettas where people end up seeking revenge for prior hurts caused by others, and there is no forgiveness, allowance for mistakes, and a way to obtain a reckoning that allows people to come together and agree to do better in the future. In a self-correcting world, the latter would simply take care of any differences of opinion and disagreements in the moment causing a point of friction. It would not likely escalate much further and certainly not rise to the level of a violent act of some kind. What this exercise is not yet recognizing is the question of extremes. Two individuals who are capable of self-restraint, concerned for others, and carrying within them established ethical principles, such as a willingness to share and see the wisdom in it, will not likely create enemies of one another. The problem you face with humanity is the existence of evil. That evil corrupts and distorts the personality and erodes character. When people are disconnected from their divinity, 
they can become quite savage in serving their self-interest and a lack of compassion, even the ability to love in the absence of a working conscience to constrain them makes people quite dangerous and changes the equation drastically and indeed threatens the workability of the entire operation. This is the difficulty humans face and are needing to solve. So uh, creator says basically here that, you know, evil doesn't arise in a vacuum. Um, it, it arises because there is interaction amongst beings, you know, that brings about responsibilities and obligations. And especially if, if you find yourself in the physical plane where there's a limitation of resources, now you have to work out how all these inter- beings are going to interact in a way. So um, it's a complicated thing, but it's something that's important to understand. Yeah, competition is uh, costly, and so is ignorance and a willful disregard of the dark side of reality. There are many who focus on the positive, and that's all well and good up to a point. But it won't solve problems. No. You've got to get your hands a little dirty and, yeah. and grapple with it a bit to get it realigned once more. Indeed. You asked Creator. Creator has shared with us that in the rest of the universe, karma is a much more immediate feedback mechanism. Some people are born empaths and can feel the emotions of the people around them, and this gives them feedback to truly feel the pain they may have caused others and serve as a break on their bad behavior. So in the rest of the universe, is everyone essentially an empath? And is that what keeps the peace more than any other influence? All right, Creator tells us, this is the quite perceptive and accurate awareness you are tapping into, that even if beings through the universe are kept on a short leash, they must be capable of having a keen awareness of the risks to them of discomfort, and there must be a way this is brought about. To have an internal sensor of what is happening around them energetically is the perfect kind of radar capable of giving an early warning that energetically uh, that something is brewing that will mount a backlash against them. And that early warning can indeed help someone search for a self-correcting action to mitigate the damage and forestall an even more unpleasant circumstance when they are called on the carpet, so to speak, by the law of karma. This is still a simplistic notion because you are gauging what is possible through non-local consciousness by a human example of someone who has extra sensitivity, the empath, being able to pick up on other people's emotions. The light being capabilities are much more profound to the extent there really are no secrets. So a light being at a location where there are other light beings are present, will know all about them and what they are feeling, their mood state, their thoughts, and so on. So in that sense, there is nowhere to hide. One cannot put on a false face and get away with it. That does indeed change things with respect to the awareness of all individuals when there is a kind of ill-considered action on the part of an individual. The negative reaction by others will be immediately apparent to the person committing the transgression, and they will unfailingly rein in their conduct and make amends, 
because no one is far out of alignment for any length of time in that setting. It is simply that the consequences will eventually become far too great for a person to misbehave. Everyone knows this, and then everyone begins to feel it. That sensitivity is owing to the divine nature of everything in the universe when uncorrupted. Because you are created from love, you feel very keenly when love is waning, when love is diminished or absent, and that becomes a crisis from your perspective, and you will automatically move to fill that void, whether it is within your being or another being. So the system works quite powerfully to keep things on an even keel. You know, I, after reading this re- answer, I, I realize I'm probably going to have to ask more questions in the future. <laughs> but the one that keep, creator keeps bringing up, he keeps talking about light beings, light beings, light beings, when the question was about life and the rest of the universe. And so I have to wonder, is are, are we, you know, not only are we unique in being part of the free will project, are we unique as physical beings? Are, are there physical human-like beings in the rest of the universe? I, I'm no longer clear on that answer, Carl. Well, I think Creator is answer, answering what you asked. And that light being description applies to the rest of the universe. So I, I'm comfortable with the answer as is, personally. <laughs> we're, we're different. First of all, we're down here in the quicksand of physical density, and we're also cut off from higher awareness, and that's an abnormal state of being. And we've talked about that a number of times, how humanity got corrupted. So we're in an abnormal environment, and it's and it's due to the presence of evil that it is abnormal. Yeah. Agreed. U.S. Creator, people seem to love a good comeuppance except when it happens to them. Bad behavior meaning instant justice is like gawking at a train wreck. You know it's terrible, but you can't help looking at it. Of course, part of the reason it's, part of the reason it's compelling to look at is there is no direct sharing in the pain of the experience. In the military, the practice of punishing an entire platoon for the aberrant behavior of a single recruiter draftee has been discovered to work well in reducing such behavior across the entire group. Forcing them to share the pain would not be fun at all. What is Creator's perspective? All right, Creator tells us, this is an example of an all-too-human solution to wrongdoing. It is a clear violation of the precept that two wrongs do not make a right. So it might be instructive to inflict a punishment on a whole group for the transgressions of a single member. That is a draconian and highly non-divine way of dealing with an unruly individual and their conduct. It is never fair or appropriate to exercise a group punishment. In effect, that is passing the buck and is a sign of weakness in whoever is in charge. It is an admission of weakness. They are unable to rein in the wrongdoer and by grooming the rest of the group to hate that individual, for getting them into a collective punishment situation, It is hoped that the group will carry out an effective punishment for them. It is also a petty act of vengeance that because they, in the moment at least, hate the nonconformist who is engaged in unwanted behavior, they are choosing to magnify that hatred by getting the others in the group to hate that individual as well. We can tell you that the law of karma will always notice overstepping the boundaries 
with such faulty solutions. And there will eventually be a karmic consequence for that platoon leader, regardless of their position of authority within their human organization. The very existence of such practices is truly diagnostic of the poor condition of your world, that people are so out of alignment Not only will such practices exist, but the majority will accept such treatment and, although unpleasant, consider it to be normal and called for simply because it works in the short term to correct the behavior of a troublemaker. As such, this object lesson in discipline and punishment is a better preparation to lower standards in the membership, to make them readier for war and more prone to kill others who they can be made to see as deserving of punishment, and in the larger picture sense, it is often the actions of a tyrant harming the masses that provides in people's minds a justification for engaging in war by their nation. That is what a punitive platoon sergeant is mimicking in his conduct when punishing all for the infractions of a single individual. Well, I think Ray is saying something revealing here in that... um there's a tendency to, you know, embrace short-term solutions. You know, that, that might be part of the, the grease on the slippery slope to evil, you know, that uh, there's an impatience of wanting to resolve problems quickly. And, uh, you know, taking the shortcut can be, uh, can work, you know, in the short term, but it has long-term consequences. So, Well, uh, there's method to the madness because this is promoting brutality. Yes, it is. And, and Creator makes very clear, this is where wars come from. When we become blind and insensitive to the suffering of others and just thinking about how to be strong, how to be powerful, and how to punish those who are different and maybe a threat to us in some way. But that, this, is, this tactic is loading the dice quite unfairly against the humanity of an individual. And it might serve the war machine, but, but there's other settings where this happens. Everyone who's been to public schools will tell you stories of sitting and cringing in their seat, perhaps, if they're at all sensitive, as the teacher humiliates a student and gets the others in the class to dislike them yes. by punishing the room. Yep. Because little Johnny misbehaved and didn't listen when the teacher admonished the class to keep quiet. And and then everyone does what they're groomed to do. They hate that other kid. <laughs> this is not an advance no. in, in cultivating greater humanity in the populace. This is the reverse. This is a brutalization. Well, that's, that's the uh, enticing thing about brutality is that it, it does have the effect of scaring people into conformity, you know. Uh, but that this is the dilemma. This is the the free will dilemma that we're facing. Is we 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 need to and want to be in divine alignment if we're going to survive as a species and and really as a as a, as individuals that have eternal life, but but having an eternal life that actually is uplifting instead of troublemaking. <laughs> well, it goes back to Creator's comment about responsibility being a requisite when yes. you have power that you can wield. Well, it's, you know, responsibility really needs wisdom to accompany it, you know, in order to find the best solution in every situation. And uh, because we're all unique, then there's probably unique 
infinite solutions for many different situations, but you still have to find the best one. And cul- you know, inculcating wisdom to find that best one is really, I think, what, uh, what enlightenment is all about at the end of the day. Be sure to check out GetWisdom.com. We have uh, lots of material that we've been building for about four years now. we got uh, webinars. we got um, e-books. we got all kinds of things. Check it out, GetWisdom.com. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Segway 7 with this week's Get Wisdom. We are exploring the implications of free will as uh, shared with us by Creator. Um, it's an interesting topic. It's one that is incumbent upon all of us to, to try to understand. Uh, and what we're kind of trying to do here is contrast our existence in this galaxy, which is the free will galaxy, with the rest of the universe where they have a more immediate karmic feedback system and so there isn't this unlimited free will so to speak and a delay of repercussions so i'm just trying to understand that dynamic a little bit more to get a better understanding of our own current situation carl yes and it's an important issue for our future because it has given rise to the possibility of evil getting quite strong and that's what we're undergoing right now in our world within this galaxy and it's rather a bleak picture for yes. a creator to allow this relaxation of this immediate karmic oversight and payback system. We're going to have to do better. We're going to have to be more responsible and teach others and have a, a greater awareness and appreciation for these dynamics. So we don't get into trouble again and unleash it on the entire universe. Well, you know, one one point I do want to make here is that a lot of atheists and you know, one of the things they'll come back with and say, you know, if there was a God, he wouldn't he wouldn't allow all this evil. And I actually now have an answer. I can come back with them and say, you know, you're right. In the rest of the universe, he doesn't. <laughs> it's only here in this galaxy. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's a privilege being allowed to screw up without a punishment, at least for a while, 
gives you greater latitude to correct things yourself. Yes. That's the point of it. That's the so exercise. you can maybe be bolder, more daring, and more uh, creative and innovative with that extra latitude and freedom. And that's the point of it, to make yes. things more exciting and, and lead to greater growth. Absolutely. U.S. Creator, we know the immediate karmic system is an effective one. But as Creator has shared before, it can account for a kind of staleness. Apparently, this is a kind of nagging staleness that begs for a solution, or there would be no incentive for creating the free will project. How truly widespread is this staleness? Does everyone feel it to one degree or another? Was it our own dissatisfaction that encouraged, perhaps even drove, some of us to volunteer for the free will project? That's one point I do want to make. We are volunteers, Carl. Everybody who's here volunteered to be here. Yeah, believe it or not. (laughs) What were we thinking? What were we thinking? Well, this is what Creator says. Your use of the word staleness is as good a term as any, but it is not experienced in the way humans might. You are used to things, particularly emotional satisfaction, as waning over time in their intensity, much in the way the physical delights of heroin will begin to fade once a person is acclimated to the effects of a particular dose level. It will require a higher dose to feel a difference and a re-experiencing of the same degree of pleasure. And eventually, no amount of the drug will be rewarding, and there will only be unpleasant side effects, and then a very painful physical withdrawal. It is the same often in love relationships where one is not working at things, that they will become stale and stagnate through that sameness every day, if people are not spontaneous and growing in some respect to provide some variety and freshness in the experiencing of their companionship. It is difficult to explain this to human beings, that love in the light is boundless and ever satisfying without becoming, in a sense, desensitized so it loses its luster. But there is more to existence than love alone. There are many other facets of the being giving rise to thoughts and feelings and the potential for growth to extend one's reach of capability, talent, and skill in a host of potential applications. The possibilities are truly endless. The best we can describe this phenomenon you call staleness is that while not everything is easy to the light being, it is all too easy for the light being to simply settle for less to ignore those things demanding and difficult and, in effect, self-limit their choices to remain complacent while enjoying a state of bliss. Those wanting something more are very much akin to the transformation in coming of age of human youth, wanting to spread their wings and leave the nest, so to speak, to make their way in life, win or lose, through a process of trial and error. The reason they find this exhilarating is because it appeals to a facet of their makeup, connecting courage with having a sense of accomplishment. The two go together to make possible breaking out, exploring new frontiers, and taking some risk in doing so, while at the same time enjoying the very process itself. Appreciating one is being daring with the rewards of success being all the more satisfying. 
That is the aspect that can indeed wither through complacency in having one's basic needs met for them and no compelling imperative to wander away from home to try something new. Well, there's a lot of new insights here, I think, in this particular channeling, Carl. Um, you know, the idea that well, one one thing that's really quite gratifying is this idea that there is no waning of love in the light. You know, we do experience waning of emotion, waning of, a, of affection, of waning of all kinds of things here on Earth. It's a big problem. But it's, it's comforting to know that that's really not an issue up in the light. And so it's not a question of them wanting to escape boredom, apparently, or even a negative experience, per se. It, it seems to be the difference between having a burger or having a steak, you know? A burger is a, is a wonderful thing, but sometimes you're in the mood for a steak, right? And uh, maybe that, it, we're just, it's, a more, it's a reaching for more. It's not so much that, that what's there is bad, but there's just this desire to expand. So it's, yeah, it's an encouraging I think that That's an interesting point you bring up because I think of it in, in response that it's the difference between getting your daily ration that's dispensed to everyone or getting something new and different that only you yes. can go out and harvest. Right, right. Yeah, it's an interesting juxtaposition. On the, on the one hand, too, you know, the universe has been around forever, I guess, right? <laughs> and But it's, it's the experiments with the Free Will Project to try to go after that extra has always ended in disaster. So creators looking for a solution by which can kind of open the door to more experience for everybody without pulling in the negative consequences of evil. This this is the divine dilemma that creator's been trying to solve forever, people, and we're here to help solve that problem. This is a joint partnership to try to make something truly great happen for the entire universe. It's hard to believe, but this is what we're learning, Carl. Well, and the other interesting thing is, much as we are kind of yearning for being back home in bliss, sounds good to me compared <laughs> to what we've got down here. But the other thing that's weaving through these questions and answers is a portrait of the divine human, that yes. we are special. We're the courageous. We're the daring. Yes. It might not seem that way looking at the average person or even looking at oneself. But this is a big risk to come here and take on the accumulation of karmic negativity that can grow to huge backlog proportions that can drag you down and punish you for multiple lifetimes yeah. if you've been neglecting things. And we're not taught how to stay up with healing. No. So that has to change. And that's part of our mission as well. Indeed. You ask creator, no pain, no gain is a common expression whose truth seems apparent. In the rest of the universe, it appears that an emphasis on the avoidance of pain means there is little genuine risk-taking as compared to the recklessness we see amongst humans here on Earth. Sometimes a greater good emerges from a painful and risky undertaking. Is this recognition part of the incentive for creating the Free Will Project? And Creator tells us, this is indeed an aspect of the project underway to create a paradigm that allows a greater degree of freedom inherent in things by increasing the element of risk by delaying the consequences of individual actions. So this allows greater capability with consequences still being the same and proportional 
But the greater latitude before a consequence is felt allows one to explore more and perhaps make surprising gains through that daring to probe the unknown than would otherwise be the case. Never leaving the nest is safe, but stultifying ultimately. So we are speaking here of the ultimate leaving of the nest, so to speak, where one can be an independent agent, free to roam with tremendous reach and capability to manipulate energy, to go vast distances instantly, and be privy to a huge knowledge base with ease. This makes human exploration pale by comparison. But the difference we are looking at at the moment is the level of attainment possible and are not addressing the level of consequence. Humans being mortal take chances all the time that have a life and death level of risk. While that is not true for the light being, because they are immortal and know that, still there are other kinds of penalties. And in the case of human, they are immortal as well. So even the loss of their life while incarnated is not a major setback, only a change in course and direction for a time. It is because yours is a harsh world that it is worth exploring. To learn about the consequences under such conditions extends the awareness and appreciation you have of many things in your environment that can happen. In actuality, the possibility of death exists for the light beings as well, although it will not be reached easily because of the unwillingness to endure the feedback from the law of karma they would be subjected to. With humans, it is easy to risk one's life or put another's life at risk because the law of karma will not immediately constrain you. But the painful reality, should that happen, will come home to roost and bring with it the learning of consequences. So in actuality, what the free will project will do is allow that greater daring for ever wider exploration and personal growth and enhancement along with the appreciation of the rewards of courage to do so. The test of you is to solve extremes of possibility brought about by the rise of evil in your realm, which is putting the entire enterprise at risk because it cannot continue indefinitely in simply generating discouragement and death. Solving the problem of evil will allow the entire universe eventually to have much greater latitude. And if the hard-won lessons you gain keep things orderly and manageable, this will be a tremendous blessing benefiting all. So that's really what this is all about. It's trying to find solutions to the problem of evil, which ultimately is the hard-won lessons you gain keeping things orderly and manageable. That's, you know, <laughs> you have to, you have to, we, have to, we have to learn to deal with unruly individuals. In a, in a sane, wise fashion. That's really the, the challenge that's in front of us. U.S. Creator, how big a problem is boredom in the rest of the universe? Is it also one of the driving motivators for the establishment of the Free Will Project? All right, and this is what Creator says about boredom. Boredom is less a problem because boredom reflects a lack of resources, a lack of awareness, the absence of anything enjoyable, and comes about from being in a static environment. Light beings are never bored because they can always bring about change. 
So there is a less severe circumstance giving rise to this desire to break out and allow a greater expansion of possibilities. So it is a question of degree. If boredom is the extreme absence of variety, we are speaking of changing the character of variety that is always possible for the light being to have, such that the the degree of contrast is much greater in what will be undertaken. So the choice is made to fend off boredom or its possibility and have inherently a greater reward leading to a greater degree of satisfaction because of a greater challenge inherent in the undertaking. That is what is missing, the willingness to take risks. Those of you who are here in the earth plane are the risk takers, the bold ones. And this enterprise, in effect, is truly as much designed for you as anyone because you will make the most of it as you are proving through your service under the worst of circumstances and taking it in stride and at least coping as best you can. You have proven your mettle. You have it within you to succeed in overcoming the challenge. What must happen now is to maintain the resilience and the drive to keep going and solve your dilemma once and for all. That's a... Amazing thing to think about. My mind almost explodes every time I try to comprehend it. But the one thing that uh, I do know we need to do is more of a lightworker healing protocol because we have the, what's going to keep us from reaching that expansion goal is the karmic backlog that's keeping us back and is also fueling the interlopers that could end up in our demise. So we, we have to co-focus on healing front and center, Carl. Absolutely. That is the key. And that is the path to the future that's possible for us. Without the healing, it's what it's not going to happen. We've been told this directly. And we have the tools for doing the healing. Like we never like humanity has never had before. We have a unique protocol that anyone can do. You don't have to be psychic. You don't have to be special in any particular sense. Um, it's 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 just you praying essentially in a very directed way in a way that's going to bring the most effective response from the divine, because that's what the divine needs. The divine needs our permission, our request to intercede, Carl. That's the essence of free will, the free will to save yourself. Yeah. Or not, as the case may be. That's free will, too. (laughs) And and that's more of the path we're on, particularly with the secular movement and the mind control manipulation to – dumb people down so they believe their inner programming that there's no such thing as bad extraterrestrials and such and there's no such thing as dark spirits they're here they're real we're in trouble (laughs) and we're going to talk more about all of this when we come back with more get wisdom right after this Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at uh, what the Creator has shared with us about uh, some of the interesting aspects of free will and how it has contributed to um, our our situation, the fall of the angelics, it's the uh, the, the rise of evil, uh, our limit, our dimming down from being a light being to a physical being with very little reach, as well as our ongoing divine disconnection. These are all huge problems that basically stem from the granting of unconditional free will in this galaxy. And now we're looking for a way out. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about in this segment, Carl. Okay. U.S. Creator, we know that comfort can spawn complacency. Is this a genuine problem in the rest of the universe? And Creator tells us this is quite true, as we have been discussing with you, that complacency can follow from being within a system in exquisite balance that never varies to a large extent. When the goal is balance and the universe functions optimally in a state of balance, the only liability is its sameness. It sounds petty or even ridiculous to question having a state of perfection and find fault, particularly when your circumstances as a physical human are so far from perfect and all along and all long for an improvement in things. We would frame the dilemma somewhat differently that the complacency that results is not solely from having things in a state of balance. It is the lack of variety. Striking out in a new direction, especially when one is untested with the demands it represents, things will likely be imperfect once again, and there will be no need to re and there will be a need to rebalance things, all of which will command attention and require strength and determination as well as skill to bring that about with a new set of circumstances and conditions to master and add to one's skill set. So we would say that a clearer definition of what is needed and desired here is not simply overcoming complacency, but introducing variety in a way that is still safe from becoming so imbalanced with the, with the possibility of allowing evil to influence things that it risks the entirety of existence and thus would be folly. That very extreme impossibility is why we restricted the free will experiment to a single galaxy within the universe, and the potential for success is still unproven. The experiment has failed before. 
We have reworked things to create a better likelihood of success. But that depends on the ability of the divine human to win the day and solve the problem of evil through your leadership with us as a resource. This is an ultimate test in your ability to rebalance things through initiative, creativity, courage, and a desire for achievement, even under the most difficult of circumstances. So you could say you are engaged in the acid test the ultimate test of whether our idea can succeed. Well, that really puts it right there in front of us. Uh, this is a test of us, you know, and it is a very difficult test. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Uh, life here is hard, you know, and, and even if it's going well for you, you know that can change in a heartbeat, you know. So it's, it's a highly dangerous, risky environment we're in, and it helps to understand that there's a reason for it, Carl. Self-development and growth in leadership and all that that requires. Going back to the idea that power corrupts, power carries with it responsibility. And if you don't keep that responsibility in mind, power will be abused. And that's how we got into this mess. Yes, yes it is. Yes, Creator, so it appears that the, in the rest of the universe, beings are not truly self-managing. We see that here on Earth in the animal kingdom. It seems an instant karma system would be akin to everyone wearing a shock collar, to suggest a crude metaphor. Yet every free will experiment to date has failed when that shock collar is removed. So it seems the goal is to mold, train, cajole, and motivate intelligent beings to become self-managing in a successful way that works in a crowd and not in isolation. What is Creator's perspective? Creator says, this analogy is serviceable in addressing the basic quandary that without a constraint, having a feedback mechanism like the law of karma, there is an increased risk of difficulty so that the penalty will not be small and immediate, but delayed and potentially quite severe. This is like the world humans inhabit where you can go an entire lifetime and only face the consequences of misdeeds in a subsequent life that might well be hellish, lived as a victim because you were a perpetrator before. That is a harsh consequence and painful lesson to learn. There is virtue in having feedback so you know what you are doing and have fair warning. So there's a delicate balance here in having free will and free agency, but still the inevitability of a karmic reckoning. This is a lesson not just in the art of living, but in the art of creating. Where should we put the set point to adjust things in a way that allow greater latitude and greater personal satisfaction and not simply being compliant with a very clear set of expectations, but the freedom to be bold and explore new things and risk errors along the way propelled by your courage and initiative and being self-managing, as you put it, armed with ethics, good character, and a keen sense of responsibility to avoid causing harm to others as you are reaching for variety and an expansion of your reach. This you are helping us determine through your experiences in seeing what you can handle, what is too much and will overwhelm you, how powerful evil can become, and how successfully 
those still in divine alignment can meet the challenge of evil launched without constraint and not become evil in turn. In a sense, you are our laboratory of creation, conducting the experiment that will determine the future of everything and how it is configured. This is what will make you leaders and examples for others because you will have learned it along with us and will be the experts already to help teach others how to live with even greater freedom than before. You know, I think a very revealing statement here was creators setting out how the challenge is, you know, dealing with evil and not becoming evil in turn. So, you know, the, the greatest creator of, of evil is evil, right? Uh, the victims of evil oftentimes become evil perpetrators themselves. And that's that ongoing dynamic that becomes an accelerant that can burn down an entire galaxy and cause a free will project to abort. You know, evil well, just simply wins. Yeah, when we learn it from one another. Yes. And, you know, going back to that example of the platoon leader. Yep. Condemning the the whole squad, the whole platoon to suffer because someone falls short. And they use that as a way to punish. And how that spreads the idea of brutality and the willingness to want to punish others. Yep. And and on wholesale levels. And that is a a recipe for war right there. So that is learned human to human with some power behind it from the forces of evil. And we talk a lot about that as well. But but we're complicit unless we're outside it. Yes, yes. We we have to get beyond it. That is the lesson here. That is the challenge. And, if you know, it's a big problem, but a big solution is what we're looking for. And you can help with that. That's what this project's all about, and that's why we want to be part of it. U.S. Creator, can Creator share with us how empowered prayer – and the Lightworker Healing Protocol are the means, and now the only means, by which this Human Free Will Project on Earth can be a success. And Creator answers as follows. If you think about what is at stake and where you are in managing your own life, and the vicissitudes of earthly existence within your culture and its many limitations and constraints, And given that you are facing forces of evil from beings much more powerful, having technology far beyond yours, and possessed of greater intelligence, as well as being unbridled by moral and ethical constraints, being heartless, savage, and ruthless psychopaths, it would seem on the surface no contest to send divine humans against a killing machine of superior power in a physical domain such as yours. But you have an ace in the hole, so to speak, because you can call on the divine. They cannot. They are atheists. It is their lack of divinity that allows them to be evil. Our power is far greater than theirs could ever be. If you partner with us, you can prevail and win the day. The two basic tools that will allow this to happen and in fact bring it about with success are first to use empowered prayer. So your prayers are launched for meaningful objectives with an awareness of how to make them effective and more powerful than ever before in human history. Those are prayers worth launching and will have an impact. 
while much prayer by humans heretofore has been more of a make-work exercise, a feel-good ritual to help people feel virtuous, but which accomplishes little to help them, the ultimate empowerment for you will come through using the Lightworker Healing Protocol. It invokes divine intervention because that is entirely what it is composed of. A series of requests for divine interventions of all kinds to remove, prevent, change, replace, or heal whatever is out of alignment in your makeup, that of society, and especially of the evil perpetrators dragging you down and corrupting you to diminish you and ultimately cause your annihilation if you cannot stand strong and find a way to oppose their actions. Because you are unable to do this on your own and need us, how can that come about? If you are in charge, you need a roadmap, you need a set of instructions. This is what the Lightworker Healing Protocol has built in. The instruction set describing what is needed and asking the divine to use the very resources it employs in working on the energy of the universe to right the wrongs of history and raise up the interlopers so they withdraw. You will not solve your problems through human politics or human science. An effective outreach to the divine is the answer and will save the day. You can make this happen, but it is up to you to be in the lead. Yeah, you know, we're not going to solve it through human politics or human science. And not because we're not inherently capable of solving it through these means. We, we probably actually are if we were left alone. <laughs> but that's the problem, is that we're not left alone. We have a parasite, parasites with an S, that are interfering in our world, interfering in our activities, and causing us to be limited, Carl. Well, you can jump aboard the wagon train and push back against the forces of evil. And the way to make this work effectively is what we're talking about here. We've been told this very explicitly. It is the Lightworker Healing Protocol that can save humanity and is destined to do this if enough people embrace and use it. Yep, it's a, it's a numbers game. We, Pete, creator needs enough people raising their hand and saying, I want a better world, essentially. And then uh, bringing enough healing power to heal the interlopers just enough so they leave. And then things can open up for us. That's what has to happen. Go you to getwisdom.com slash LHP to learn about the Lightworker Healing Protocol. Get our free download on how to use empowered prayer. Absolutely. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer. That's all we have for this week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 